Welcome to another episode of Serve Denton Weekly, where every week we talk with local leaders who are on the front lines of solving Denton's most pressing issues. I'm your host, Ian Harbour, and today I am talking with the director of Vision Ministries, Michael Hurdle. One thing I love about Vision Ministries is that they really focus on a relational and long-term approach to meeting people's needs. It's a way of doing things that has shown results in helping people for decades now. I think there's a lot to glean from this conversation, and so I hope you really enjoy it like I did. So here is my conversation with Michael Hurdle. Michael, thanks so much for coming on the Served in the Weekly podcast. I'm excited to have you on today. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, tell us kind of about Vision Ministries. Tell us um, the history, mission, um, kind of what you guys do and your role with the organization. Yeah, so um, I serve as the Director of Vision Ministries. Um, I've been here at Vision for coming up on nine years now, um, and Vision we started out of the garage of Al and Tracy Jacobson. Al and Tracy started Vision Ministries in, in 1991, um, following a, a sermon series from our church, Denton Bible Church, called, I think it was called Unleashing the Church or something like that. Um, and it really focused on getting our folks out into the community, serving in the community. And, and from my understanding, I wasn't here then, but Denton was a a little bit of a different place in 1991. There's it's changed a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's what they tell me. I, I've been here 18 years, and in that 18 years, I've seen a change. But mm-hmm. um, in 1991, it was different than it is today. And Envision kind of began as a way to, to fill a void, to fill a need in the community uh, for some of our, our low-income neighbors. And, and while we've changed a little bit over the years, our, our focus has kind of remained the same. And that's to create and establish meaningful relationships with those that are under-resourced within our community. And, and so we seek to build bridges to, to both a, a loving God and a, and a community of support uh, that's committed to meeting their physical um, and spiritual needs. And, and our, work, our work primarily centers around three areas. And, uh, and the first area is to address the physical material needs of our community. We do that through a food and, and clothing pantry. Um, we have a food club, which is a, um, a food program that we do. Um, we offer financial assistance. And um, Secondly, we, we want to address the spiritual needs of our community. We have mentoring programs, Bible studies. Um, um, but what we want to do is to introduce people uh, to the hope that's found through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, you know, we recognize uh, and we know that there's some in our community that are never going to darken the doorstep of, of a church, of our church, but maybe just just maybe they'll feel more more comfortable uh, at Vision. And thirdly, um, we want to address, this is kind of new for us, but we, we want to address the crisis needs in our community. And so about two years ago, I think it's two years ago now, but uh, we started our Safe Harbor ad- Advocacy Program for women, uh, specifically women that are in a crisis. And, and that crisis can be a number of different things. And, and we've left it broad for uh, for a reason, but we've got volunteers that we've gone through some pretty in-depth training um, through 
uh, that are committed to walking through this this difficult season of of life with our neighbors. But you know, at our core, uh, what we want to be is we want to be a resource to those that that uh, that don't know where to turn, you know, or or they don't know where those resources are. And and unfortunately, sometimes that means is that we need to let them know that there's not really any resources. You know, that's a hard conversation. Um, but we're willing to walk through this season of life with you. Um, and, and what it comes down to is we want to love, uh, we want to love our neighbors as ourselves. I love that. And I think that's one of the things that's always fascinated me about vision ministries. I feel like every time I've come across a need and said, man, where should I point this person to? It feels like almost no matter what the need is, the answer is usually vision ministries. It almost always seems like it's sent them to you guys because you do you do so much with the food and the clothing and the financial services and now the safe harbor house and all of that. Like there's a lot that, that you guys cover. And I think that's what's unique about y'all is the the width of needs that you guys cover. You're, you're responsible um, for sending all the folks to us that um that that we don't know what to do with right <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it's me maybe that's yeah, my problem no, but no, but you know um there like you said it's, there's didn't has changed tremendously since 1991 <laughs> it's a completely different town i feel like but um i it's changed so much since march when covid hit too i think we're all feeling that every nonprofit that i know is feeling that and people are feeling it um and the needs have grown exponentially uh just since march when when covid hit and so you guys covering all the ground that you guys cover between all of those things how have you seen the needs and didn't change and grow since march happened yeah that, that's a that's an interesting question for us um you know we've certainly seen an increase in requests for rent for utilities uh, um, you know, due to loss of income or loss of uh, a job or a, a loss, you know, cut back in hours. Um, and um, we haven't seen kind of the rush that some of the other places have. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One one being that just we've, we've tried to, to operate as normal as possible throughout COVID. We had a, about a two-week stretch where no one knew what the heck was going on. Um, and so, uh, we were trying to figure it out. You know, we we did our drive-through lines and and folks coming through, um, but that's just not us. Um, and so since I think since May, we've been open um, seeing folks um, in person um, because at the um, we want to have that conversation. We want to uh, we want to try to understand what the root problems are and. Um, to be honest with you, I think it's easier for some of our folks to go to other places. Um, and right now, the drive-through lines are certainly easier and, and unneeded. You know, there is a huge need. But one thing I think that we see is that people, you know, are, are losing hope. And, you know, a long-term crisis like we've experienced this year, um, I think, has worn some folks out. And, and I think the challenge that we face at Vision is that the, the answers to those problems, those needs that we see, um, isn't always a quick fix. And, and that's why we want to spend time with folks. We want to understand kind of what those root issues are. And the problem I think that COVID presents to us um, is that that face-to-face interaction has been, has been difficult. Um, and... And so some of our, a lot of our partners are kind of still in that COVID mode and it's, and it's needed. And to be honest, it's easier for our clients to make it 
Um, but it's difficult for us to do what we want to do, which is sit down. We want to get to know you. We want to have that face-to-face comedy. There's so much you can learn about someone when you can look them in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and my volunteers have, have mentioned this over and over. It's, it's hard to have a conversation when someone's wearing a mask. You know, you, you don't get, you don't, you're not able to pick up on, on some of those things, you know, the nonverbal cues that you are, um, uh, in, at times, but, you know, while the, the issues in Denton might've increased the, sh- the struggle for us, I think is to sort through the issue of, you know, is this a chronic issue or is this temporary? Um, because COVID really has made that, that difficult for us to, to, to figure out. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question, but. No, it does. I mean, I think everybody has felt that added strain of one way or the other. And, you know, everyone's had to get creative and figure out different ways to um, yeah, adjust to this time. And how much do we shift and how much do we try to stay the same? And I think, um, you know, every organization is a little bit different, but we're all having to figure out what that looks like during this yeah. time. You know, and when people come to you, I mean, COVID or not COVID, people are right. coming to Vision Ministries at a point of crisis in their lives a lot of times, you know, whether that's they can't pay rent or they can't put food on the table or they they just whatever the situation is, they're homeless. Um, and your volunteers are, I mean, these, they're experienced in this. That's what they're trained to do is to help people and meet them in these moments. What are some of those common life crisis situations that, you know, obviously every story is unique, but kind of these situations that you see showing up at Vision Ministries door um, time and time again that are that are common for you guys to work with? Yeah, you know, we, we kind of see it all. Um, and, and we've had some volunteers that have been there here for 15, 20 years. And so they've, they've seen it all wow. throughout their time. But, you know, we, we deal with the issue of homelessness. Um, we deal with, with folks with, with mental health issues, um, sus- substance abuse, um, you know, lack of control of finances or, or a lack of understanding about finances and, you know, all the problems that are associated with poverty. We, we kind of see that see that all what we you know have said we want to be, be that kind of um uh, the place where if you don't know where to go you can turn to us and you will at least sit down with you and and shoot you straight uh, and sometimes that's a good conversation sometimes that's a hard conversation but but ultimately the issue that we see the most of is um you know that folks are separated from god and i truly believe that when uh, uh, when we're there when we're in that state when we're separated from god um, it's hard to make sense of the world. It's it's hard to make sense of our purpose. It's hard to make sense of the, the trials that we go through in life. And so our work um, is centered around um, and sh- uh, showing and communicating to our neighbors that that through Jesus Christ um, we can be we can be made right. We can be reconciled um, to God. And and so that I think that message, um, no matter who I'm talking to. Um, has has an, has the potential to resonate, whether it's the homeless uh, individual that's hit rock bottom, or it's someone that's going through a difficult time with their with their spouse, whoever it may be. Uh, I think that message resonates or can resonate with with them because at at our core, um, this is my belief. We we all struggle. We all need that that uh, that reconciliation to God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's always the problem under the problem, you know, and it's, it's important to get down to that too. And when, in your time at being a, being a part of vision ministries, the director of vision ministries, what is something for you personally, that's been one of the most surprising things that you've run into or seen uh, in your time with the organization? 
Um, you know, I think one of the surprising things that we see is just, just how God moves at times. Um, hmm. You know, uh, I can think of a handful of folks that we've known over the years that you know, kind of just in the depths of their struggle, whatever that struggle was. Um, it looks as though things were really hard for her. Um, and she, we had, we had you know, talked with her for um, shoot, three years, probably. Um, we had had conversations with her and she just, she just moves away. And then, you know, we haven't seen her for a year. And then a year later we see her and she comes back and she's a totally different person. Um, and, and so it's just, just the getting to see and understand. And this is, I think what we struggle or not struggle, but we have to communicate to our volunteers is, you know, we don't, we don't see the work that we're doing always come, um, come full circle. Um, and so the conversations that we have with folks, um, are meaningful, they're impactful, they're necessary. We may not see this, the, the harvest that that may produce in a person's life, but what we are doing is, you know, planting seeds and, and, and just seeing. Uh, I was reading a book today um, uh, about a guy that kind of in, in having conversations with people, he wants to put a, re- a pebble in their shoe is what he calls it. And uh, just, to, just to create some uncomfortability and not, not that that's what we're trying to do, but, but we want to to create meaningful opportunities with our folks to where, you know, maybe years down the road, they look back and they remember a conversation that they had with the volunteer vision ministries that, that made them think about life and made them, made them kind of see things differently. Um, so, so all that, what surprised me the most is just how God kind of uses insignificant conversations that I think are, you know, just kind of passing conversations uh, that folks will come back and say, Hey, when, you know, your volunteers or you guys said this to me, it really made an impact. It's so encouraging that you basically said the thing that surprised you the most is how much hope you're finding in so many of the the stories that you're working with. And especially when we're talking about being in this coronavirus time and how much people are lacking hope right now. The thing that you're seeing over and over again is, no, these conversations do matter. This is working. It is helping people's lives. And there is hope in what we're doing. And I think that's a really important message for us right now. And I think if you go home every day and and try to tally up your wins and losses for the day uh, in this in this type of work, um, you're going to burn out really quickly. And so early on, um, you know, I've I've been lucky to have good, good folks around me um, to encourage me kind of in this. But it's not about the wins and losses about today. But uh, so it's important to have a kind of a long term perspective of the work that you're doing, because it's not. you may not see the fruit. You may not see the person that you're having a conversation with or the person that you're meeting consistently with. Um, you may not see that play out for years. Uh, and I think the work that we do um, requires that long-term vision. It's not something that's going to be a quick fix. There's not something that we're going to see just immediately change. And then, you know, someone's going to wake up tomorrow and they're a totally different person. Um, that that can and does happen, but it's not that's not the norm of, of the work that we do or what we see, I guess. Yeah. Well, and something that you've mentioned a couple of times and you've said it a couple of different ways, you know, one, you've said, you know, you build relationships and you've, you were just talking about having kind of a more long-term view with people. And even the story of the woman who left and came back after a while was a completely different person. And something that vision emphasizes is building those meaningful relationships with the clients that come to you. Why is it so important? Why, why are those relationships important? to help them 
in, in long term? Uh, really, because there's not a quick fix. Uh, there's not a quick fix to the problem. You know, um, you know, I, I recognize we recognize that a, a uh, bag of groceries or a sack of clothes um, is only a Band-Aid to a gunshot wound for, for what we see. The problems that our neighbors face are, are much deeper than simply food or clothing. Um, and there's certainly those that do come in um, and it's a temporary need for food and clothing. And um, so, so I don't discredit that aspect of it, but I would dare to guess that most of the folks that we see, it's, it's not a temporary thing. It's a chronic, uh, a chronic problem and, and, and chronic problems can't be addressed by a quick fix. You know, there's not a one size fits all solution. And if there is, uh, I think we're fooling, fooling ourselves. Um, and so why are relationships so important um, for us is real to truly help people um, or truly help someone. You, you've got to know them. Um, and that takes time, that takes energy, that takes effort. Uh, it takes a relationship. Uh, they have to trust you. You have to trust them. But once we get there and we build that trust, uh, well, then we can do some work. Yeah, I think that's one of the um, overwhelming parts of it for most people, I think. You know, when it comes to yeah. to helping people who are in need, I think a lot of times we can have the mentality of, well, if I can just get them... Uh, you know, a hotel room or just get them gas in their car or just get them food or whatever it is and their need is fixed. But people are complex and they have multiple needs and, you know, solving this thing today may not solve the problem forever, even though it helps, obviously, you know, but right, I, I agree right. having that long-term vision and having that long-term relationship for them is is really important. What does that look like practically for Vision Ministries? How does that work out where you are building that relationship with them and providing that long-term care and support? You know, um, there's not a quick fix. There's not a one-size-fits-all approach to what providing long-term care and support um, looks like. It looks like, but what we do commit to to doing is to walking uh, walking alongside someone. You know, we tell our neighbors as they come in, um, as long as you're walking with us, uh, we're going to be right there beside you. But if if you ever get to the point where you stop walking or, or you stop trying to improve or stop trying to better your situation or just kind of give in to this, um, this, this destiny or this is my fate mentality, then that's when we kind of stop, stop walking as well. Um, mm. Uh, a hard, fast rule for us is we'll never do for someone what they can do for themselves. Uh, and I think that's vitally important. And again, to understand what people can do for themselves, uh, that takes a relationship. It takes knowing them. It takes understanding them. And so then uh, as we walk with them, we ask a lot of questions. You know, we try to collaborate with with community partners. Um, you know, they have experiences that we want to learn from. You know, maybe they know something about this individual or this person that, that can help us, or, or maybe they have a resource that can help them and, and we can help make that connection. But, but to put it kind of simply, um, I guess to answer the question of how do we do this, um, we simply walk with them and we see what doors get opened and what doors get closed. Um, but at the end of the day, we're committed to the walk. And that sounds a lot, um, I understand that that's, that's not, I guess practical. Um, um, that sounds a lot easier than than it actually is when you say just go walk with someone. But um, that's the best way I know how to say it. 
But I think, you know, that's how relationships work. I mean, it's the it's right. almost the point in a way is that they they are different. They're unique. They're messy. And I, it takes a special kind of person and volunteer and organization to say, we're going to treat you individually and meet your needs, you know, and that's a difficult thing to do. And I think that's a really, really powerful thing to do. I think there's a lot of people who um, might be listening to this. They that that's actually their heart. They want to be able to do that, but they really don't know where to start or how to help others. Um, if you could say anything to them, what would you say? The first thing I would say, well, if, if you're really committed to learning how to help others responsibly is to read a couple of books. Um, read What Helping Hurts by um, uh, Brian Fickert and Steve Corbett, I believe. And then uh, a book called Toxic Charity by Robert Levton. Um, those two books, I believe, um, will help shape how we view our neighbors in poverty, but but also kind of give us a, a game plan of how we can help uh, help without help without hurting. Um, but I get it; some folks aren't looking for a book to read; they're just looking for a simple place to start. Um, and just I would say, just start by getting to know someone. You know, and 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 as I said earlier, I recognize that's not as simple as it sounds, but just get to know someone by asking questions. You know, buy them lunch, show them they have value, show them they have worth and dignity uh, as a human being and just see where that leads. Uh, but I would I would also say don't forget kind of the iron rule of, of charity work, and that's to never do for someone what they can do for themselves. You know, and, and that, you know, is a moving target. And at times, uh, you know, it, we're never going to be perfect in doing that. But uh, but I would just encourage whoever's wanting to do this, don't let the kind of the lack of a perfect solution um, stop you from getting your hands dirty. Um, you know, we all have kind of rhythms in our life where we see the same folks and, and, and um, uh, see the same people go to the same places. And, and so there's folks that are probably, we, we see daily that are in a difficult spot that, that are hurting, um, that to be honest with you, who, who wouldn't love a free meal, you know? Uh, to sit down and, and to have a have a conversation, to be heard, to be listened to. I, I think those things um, affirm uh, affirm folks, and and you're certainly going to get those that want no part of that. Um, and, and and you know that's that's okay. There's there's certain folks that you know don't come to vision because of kind of how we do things, and and that's okay. Um, you know we can't be all things to all people, but. For those that do come, we want them to know that we're here for you. Um, we're, we're committed, and I, and I think the same thing in, uh, for for how we go about our daily lives and the folks that we run into. Um, there's some people that you know want no part of that. They're they're just looking for the free handout. But there's others that um, that are looking for you know for someone to to validate them, to value them, to encourage them. And, and I think that's something that we all can do. I think that's a great place to leave off. That's perfect. Thanks so much, Michael, for coming on and, and talking with me. And I hope uh, people can get connected with you guys at Vision and, um, and be helping people. I love it. I think that's great. Awesome. Thanks hey, for talking thanks, with Steve. me. Appreciate it. So there you have it. My conversation with Michael Pirtle. If you know someone who is in crisis and they need immediate help right now, Vision Ministries is a great first place to refer them to. Okay, so last Thursday was North Texas Giving Day. And you know, let me tell you, you all came through in a huge way. We raised a total 
of $38,682. From all of us at Serve Denton, thank you. We are always blown away by the generosity of this community. And I just feel like this year was above and beyond. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Nothing that we do would be possible without your support. And if you miss North Texas Giving Day, you can always make a one-time donation or you can join our circle of support by committing to a small monthly donation. Even 10 or $15 a month goes a really long way to making it easy for people to find the help they need when they fall on hard times. You can learn more about that by going to our website at servedenton.org. And that's all for now. And I'll be back next week with another great conversation that I promise you, you are not going to want to miss this one. Until then, thanks for listening.